Welcome back to Light the Fight. This is a DM episode. And if you are new to the podcast, you might not know, but a DM stands for direct message. And this is uh, every week we take a question that has come in via, it doesn't have to be a DM, but it could be. You could message us through Instagram, Facebook, also just emailing us um, or sending us a message via our website, lightthefight.com. And um, it's, this is, I get to kind of go through them, pick something, and then I get to, without any prompting or warning, we dish it to David and expect him on the spot to solve all the world's problems. It's awesome. Not the whole world, just yours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this week, uh, this DM came in actually a form of a conversation. And... The question is, what do you do if your significant other, and I think you could also probably like insert someone that you love, someone that you know, someone that you're in a relationship with, but it might be your husband or your wife or a child, whatever. Um, what do you do if your significant other is more obsessed about social media than your real life and actually... Or spending a lot of time on social media and you're feeling that they're not giving you the time and attention and neglecting you. So this this question came in from Eric Swap. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> we're not supposed to say that loud? Oh, I'm harsh. I apologize. Dang. So boom, boom. harsh. So I'm harsh. just kidding. Um, mental telepathy. Wait, has he been yeah. messaging? <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a different type of direct message. It was a, it was a Marco Polo video. <laughs> No, um, but I, I think that's a, I think it's a great question because a lot of times we're competing. All for of attention. my kids. So did all my kids tell you this? Yeah, this is, D, this is a family DM. <laughs> um, but no, back to the question. It's it's a relevant question because all too often um, people will complain that they feel like they're competing for their loved one's attention with something that it's kind of hard to compete with, and. Okay, so Heidi's done a really good job of joking around but also being serious. For some people, it's an easy validation that their work is directly connected to their social media. And, and that's a very legitimate thing, okay? That's kind of – that makes it, the lines a lot more blurred. It makes it more difficult because – But it makes it a lot easier to use it as an excuse. It does make it easier as an excuse, especially if it's partly true, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the challenge or the, the problem that I see – this is just what complaints people tell me. So interesting thing about our phone, if you see someone on your laptop, they have to go pull out the laptop, open it up, log in, and... Most people don't put their laptops in their back pocket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's definitely more of a symbiotic relationship with your phone. That means this relationship that feeds off of each other. Um, you know, our phone is not just a way to communicate with people. It's a way to check social media. It's a way to check our emails. There's so much that goes through that one device that all too often a spouse will be using their phone for something important and the other spouse or significant other will get jealous and get frustrated because from your vantage point, if you're looking at an angle, it looks like they're smiling, they're laughing, or they're really serious. And so you're wondering what's going on over there. You know, that fear of missing out. I think that plays in drastically into when you feel like you're competing with the tension with a device that has a whole lot more bells and whistles than you do. The device, um, for some people, it's used social media because that was the question. 
Social media has a constant stream of information, stories, pictures, um, all different types of stuff that can keep our attention, get our attention, and also letting other people know that you support them. It can be a great vehicle for so many things. It's also an escape. I was getting to that. Okay. okay. Well, I was just going to. I was but just going to have a where, little confession. Here's where the fear comes in. So I'm speaking now for the person who is feeling jealous or is feeling neglected by their significant other's excessive or what they feel at least is excessive amount of time on social media or on their phone. So from that person's perspective, you're watching your loved one have a relationship with something else besides yourself. That in and of itself can create jealousy. Some spouses or significant others get jealous if their loved one is spending too much time golfing or doing their favorite activity. Um, you don't feel, one, that you're in the loop. You don't feel like your understanding of what their interests are, um, what's important to them. So I like to give people the green light for social media or to give them the pass for social media with their spouse or their loved one. But there's a specific system or a specific boxes you have to check before you can give your loved one the green light to be on social media and it not affect you. So is it like the dishes have to be done? It, you know, that, that could be one of it. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, not necessarily realistic because in an in a intimate relationship, that may feel like you're parenting that person. <laughs> But, and, and it's going to be different for everyone, but here's the basic concept behind it. Instead of, okay, so to answer this question of this person, you do not want to address your concerns with your significant other like this. Why are you always on your phone? What's so interesting? What are you doing? How, how come you're on your phone all the time? Here you go on your phone again. Showing anger, frustration, shaming. rolling your eyes, shaming, those types of things. It's one way to approach that conversation, but I can guarantee you that conversation will not lead you any positive to any destination that's going to end in, oh, I didn't know that. Thank you so much. Now I feel so much more secure in our relationship. The kicker is if you're not sure where your loved one is at or there's some instability in your own personal life or in your relationship, that's when this issue becomes a very, very hot topic. And you know, if you've ever been in a committed long-term relationship, you don't have to feel like your spouse or your loved one is paying more attention to the phone than they are to you all the time. It just has to be at the wrong time and at the time where you're kind of hoping that they would be asking you about your day, checking in with you. Maybe you've been trying to give all these little heat checks, these signals of like, I'm tired, I'm sore, you know, man, I had a rough day. And if they're not picking up on your signals because their attention is at the phone, this is where the resentment really starts to build with you and your significant other. So don't start off the conversation with telling them that you're upset or angry. Don't start off the conversation with little like pokes in them. It's like, oh, uh, oh, it's nice to see you not on your phone for a second. Okay, all those little <laughs> shaming stabs and jabs, whatever. It shows your 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 anger, it shows your feelings, but it doesn't give any room for a connection or some sort of problem solving 
it just opens up more resentment, more anger. And of course, someone that hears that is going to get defensive. Everyone's going to defend what they're doing. So you may randomly get your spouse go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be on it that long. But you know when people apologize? You know when people try to um, give you a heads up that it was a mistake that they're on the phone for that long? It's usually after you've come to an agreement and had some good conversations about what is the expectation. So your expectation may be that your spouse not be on the phone when you want them to not be on the phone, and that timeline may not be clear to them. Some, some people say, when I come home from work, I want to put my phone down, and it makes me mad when my spouse is on the phone around dinner time. Now, you can say, I don't want you to be on the phone at dinner time, and your spouse or your loved one can say, well, it's not dinner time yet. We didn't start eating yet. And you can get into a heated debate about the logistics of when it happened versus when it was supposed to, when you were allowed to be on your phone and when you weren't supposed to be on your phone. So to cut throughout all that nonsense, the easiest system that I found with people is you have to approach it like this, first of all. When there's not a problem, when they're not on the phone, and they're not causing you distress. You have to come back to it later. You have to let them know that you have a concern and you're just sharing your concern. And by no means are you trying to tell them they're a bad person, that they don't care. In fact, you wanna tell them so that they're aware of that if they do care, it's just not coming across to you at that particular moment that they care. So some of the easiest ways people have done this is they've pulled their spouse aside and say, hey, you know, can I talk to you about something? Don't worry, it's not nothing bad. I just want to share something that's been on my mind. You know, in the past, I've kind of rolled my eyes, I've snickered, I've made smart-ass comments to you about being on the phone. And I, I, I admit it wasn't the best way to approach it. I apologize. I guess what I've been really trying to say this whole entire time is that I need to give you a better um, leeway to have to be on your phone and to make mistakes and me not expecting you to perfectly always be off your phone when I want you to be. But I think we needed to have some sort of agreement, some sort of like signal that I can give you in front of the kids, in front of other people that I want you off your phone. That's not going to embarrass you. And that's not going to make you feel like I'm trying to control you. So this conversation, if done properly, can lead two loved ones that are in an intimate relationship with each other to have a conversation before the phone is actually in play. We've had other DMs that are very similar to this with teenagers and the parents. You want to start tough conversations before you feel like you have to say something. So it would, another example of what it sound like is be like, okay, so now that you know that I, I, I'm getting jealous of you being on the phone, I feel like um, my attention or your attention is more on the phone. I know that you're not intentionally doing that. I know you're not trying to ignore me. By the way, you may feel like they're trying to ignore you and you may feel like that they don't care, but that's still not the solution. That's the problem. So you always want to approach it is, I may have judged you wrong. I've been harping on you. I've made mistakes. Even if you don't feel like you've been that bad, trust me. If you brought it up once, they're going to think you bug, it about, bug them about it all the time. Okay? So then you go into the conversation of, so to make sure we avoid this, what do you feel is more of a suitable um, expectation for me to have of you for being on your phone? Because if you don't think you're on your phone that much, then we're going to have a problem and we're going to have a disagreement. So do you think that you're on your phone too much or maybe you're on your phone, but it looks like you're on your phone for fun when you're really on it for work? 
it's so different for every scenario. Me and my wife have had this exact conversation and she made the point, she goes, when you're on your phone, I can't see if you're on Facebook, Instagram, emails. I just know you're on your phone a lot. So I said, okay, what times if I put down my phone more often, would you have a better feeling that you're not competing with me in the phone? She was definitely right when you come home. If you're on the phone talking to someone or texting when you walk in the door, automatically it puts me in a bad place. So if you could get off the phone, stop texting, come into the house, just connect with us, see how our day was, give us a good 15, 20 minutes, and then say, hey, I have to get on my phone for a little bit. Just want to let you know, you don't have to explain to me what you're doing. I now feel that you put us as a priority. You kind of got you know introduced to everybody because you've been gone all day, and then I feel more comfortable because you're not asking permission to be on your phone. You're giving me the comfort that the phone is the second priority. So I'm giving the allowance that once you've made us your first priority, then the phone can have its space and time and I don't feel like I'm in competition with it. Now that was just me and my wife. That's not the same scenario for everybody. Me and my wife have a great relationship. Right now we have a great relationship. You know, a couple years ago it was a little, you know, like, ah, we're fighting all the time. But right now we're in a good place. Someone that's not in a good relationship, this could be a lot more complex for someone that's struggling with this relationship that they're having and they feel like they're having to compete with the phone. In that particular situation, if there is problems in the relationship, you want to approach it in a similar way where you're saying, hey, here's what I'm feeling. It may not be what you're intending to do, may not be what you want to do. I'm just wondering if there's some way that maybe you and I both could be more understanding of what the other person likes and what they don't like. Sometimes both people have this feeling that the spouse is like, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. It's like, well, you're on your phone all the time. Well, then you're on your phone all the time. Then they go back in the debate who's on it. And they're more about being right and proving the other person being wrong than they are looking for solutions. So instead of getting back, going back and forth in that debate, here's a simple solution. Tell your spouse, this is where I'm at. Do you feel I'm on my phone too long? Like, is there something you would like differently from me? And see what they say. Now, there's an interesting app, and I'm driving myself crazy right now. Maybe my producer can look up the app. There's been a lot of advertisements for this app recently, and it's for people. I think it's genius. Please find this, Brandon. It's an app that is created that it monitors every single second your time. It tells you how long you've been on Facebook, how Frankly, long you've been no, on thank you. Instagram. I could, I, that would give me so much stress to know. <laughs> okay. Well, the point is, I don't tell people to go automatically to the app, but what I do tell people is I say, hey, if it's causing a real problem in your relationship, what you can do is you can say, you know what? Maybe I don't even realize how much I'm on my phone. Which I, I think that would be really true for most of us. It's a better way to... to it's easy to argue about ideas and impressions and feelings, but when you see the facts, it kind of puts it into perspective. You know, I, I, I look at the, um, on, on the, the battery, the closest thing you can do on your iPhone, if you go click on battery, it'll show you what percentage of your battery life is spent on everything. But it's like uh, Instagram, texting, like it just, it kind of gives you a vague, it's battery life, not actual time. So um, hopefully our producer finds the app really quickly. I can't believe it. Anyways, can't remember the name. Point is, sometimes we need to come to those conversations saying, I might be be a part of this too. Maybe I've been ignoring you. Like in this situation, this guy, maybe you should ask his wife, 
this is the way I feel about you being on your phone. You may be feeling that way about me with something else. So is there something that, that you feel that way about the way I feel about being on your phone? Because I don't want to make you feel that way. You have to offer, hey, maybe I'm doing something. Because if you say, I might be doing something, please share with me. It softens the blow of whatever your wife says or whatever your significant other says. Because if you just attack them, oh, they're going to bring up the things. Moment, screen time checker. Yeah, that's it. Um, they're going to bring up the things that they think you um, spend more time with than them. So instead of waiting for them to retaliate, you want to bring the discussion to the table and say, listen, I might be doing this too with something else. You know, I just want to have a conversation about it. I'm not saying you have to get off your phone. I'm not saying that you're on your phone too much. I'm saying, let's just talk about it because I don't want to feel this way. And I know you don't want me to feel that way either. You know, as you've been talking, obviously, I am on my phone. More free therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, David. Um, I owe you. Charge me. Send me a bill. Um, You know, I am on my phone a lot. I'm super guilty as charged. And whether it's an escape or, I mean, I can, I can pretty much, you know, count breathing as, as work in my, in my realm, you know, and, uh, and I'm always looking for ideas. I'm always responding to people, um, commenting on stuff that people post that uses my product to make sure that they know I think that's cool and whatever, I can make all the excuses. Um, there was this incident that we had and I went to a hockey game of Connors. And hockey is, you know, I was cold. It, you're pretty far up from the game. Um, and Connor, at the, at the end of the game, he's like, Mom, you were on your phone my whole entire game. And I was not on it my whole entire game, the whole entire game. I mean, I was taking videos and photos, and I was watching the game. But maybe, possibly, every time he peeked up at me, I was looking down. That's usually what happens with, yeah. You know, and so even if it was like. It's so ironic. Me and my wife, I'm like, it got to a point now, I'm like, really? I'm like, honey, do you realize every time you look at me, I wasn't on my phone for an hour. I checked my phone one time. She looks, she's, oh, you're always on your phone. I'm like, So I, I think for all of us who are listening, when our family members are giving us when it's coming in, even when it's coming in a form of grief that they're giving us, or it's coming from a place that maybe the family members that we have around us aren't even equipped to be like, so is there anything that I'm doing? You know, like come with some inver- a sort of vulnerability or whatever. If there's people in our family that are giving us these cues, we need to listen. We need to hear it. It's a call to action. And we need to ask them, help them better describe to us because it'd be easy for our loved ones, our family members to tell us what they don't like. But if we ask them to explain what's the hardest part about it, like, did I offend you? Or, you know, how does it make you feel in this situation? Then as they start to describe it, they start to really get to why they're even saying something to you in the first place. It can clear so much to the problem because you're, it's going to be easier. Like, for example, this guy that asked this question, if he went to his, I'm assuming he's married. So if he goes to his wife, says, hey, honey, I don't want to fight with you. I know I've been you know, a smart aleck and all those things I, I mentioned earlier in this episode. But I do want to tell you that you know, I'm, 
this may sound not very manly, but I'm I'm feeling kind of like left out sometimes when you're on your phone. I'm I'm feeling like, you know, maybe whatever you're listening to or whoever you're talking to, whatever is more important to me. And I I know you don't mean to make me feel that way, but I just want to tell you this and I don't want to attack you anymore about it. So you don't have to explain it to me. You don't have to defend it to me. But I'm hoping that maybe we can think of different ideas so that A, I don't feel this way. And B, if you feel the same way towards me certain things, this might be a good opportunity for you to say it to me because that way we could both work on something together. It seems like you have to be a professional therapist to say that. It seems like it's complicated. It seems like it would be too much work. But you know what's complicated and too much work? Silent treatments, ignoring each other, and resentment growing to the point where you're wondering why you even got married in the first place. You don't have to have a bad relationship to feel like you're not good enough for that person. To feel like they're disinterested in you. Get ahead of the situation and start the conversation first. Do not take the jabs. Do not take the shaming approach. Tell them, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. Give them the benefit of the doubt and ask them if you could have a conversation with them about it. Not expecting them to give you a solution. So at the end of this conversation, I want you to tell me how much time you're going to get off your phone. That was the problem that my wife would have. We'd have a good conversation. Then she'd say, okay, so what's your action plan? What are you going to do? I'm like, we were just having a conversation. Let me kind of think about this a little bit because I don't really know what I'm going to do. Maybe we need to have a couple more conversations. Well, and even for me, um, helping my kids understand maybe what I'm doing on there. and, and Well, for you, have... the first thing you need to do is say, thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> I'm right. sorry I did that. Like you have to completely own up to it because you're on your phone enough where you're like, Okay, they're probably right, even though yeah, they only saw a couple are. times. They, they have legitimate reason to say that. And then once you own that, and once you tell them, hey, listen, thank you for bringing that up to me, because I would like to sit here and tell you I'm not on my phone that much, or I was only on it when you looked at me, but the reality of it is, is if you're telling me it's bothering you, that's all I need to know. Yeah. And, and I think that when you do actually give that time and attention and have that conversation, then it's not, it's not even an issue or not as much of an issue. Or they can bring it up to you. Hey, remember the conversation we had? They don't have to use sarcasm and, and like share their anger towards you. They can just remind you that you'd already agreed. You'd already had a conversation or you'd already come up with a plan to try to not let technology take away from your connection. And, And I think this is a great DM because we all own these devices and we're all carrying around with this. And they're amazing and devices. We're all, and we're all addicted. <laughs> well, well, the way so I like to put it is human beings have an addiction to connection because it's how we survive. You survive with your business by staying connected to your customers and your fans. Everyone is trying to stay connected to someone for some particular purpose. And we just had it made. So technology put it in a nice four-inch, five-inch square device inside of our hand. Rectangle, come on. Yeah, rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> we, we weren't, hey, you don't know what kind of phone I have. I have an old uh, Motorola. Um, so because we have this device, a powerful, uh, this device is extraordinarily powerful. With anything that has that much power should come with extreme caution. Yeah, excellent point. 
there should come with now, granted, I've, we've talked about this for privately and I'm working on some big dreaming stuff to make social media have what's called informed consent. I'd really like to see when you click on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, that it greets you, says, hope you have a great time on here. However, we would like to let you know that here are some things to be careful of. Just some basic warning signs of your usage of time, of your being distracted and going back to it back and forth, and then say, enjoy your experience. Informed consent, that would be similar to saying, hey, enjoy this box of ding-dongs. Just be aware that the cholesterol <laughs> is pretty high. The calories are not Weight Watcher points for you. <laughs> and you're probably going to have a stomach ache afterwards. Alcohol, tobacco, they all have warnings from the Surgeon General. They didn't used to have warnings. They decided that the warnings were important because people needed to know ahead of time. So I think we should be trending towards informed consent and we can start those conversations with our loved ones by saying, hey, I just want to let you know, you can be on the phone all night. That's your choice. But when you're on the phone a lot, this is what you're going to get from me. Right. A lot of resting you know what face, <laughs> a lot of, you know, that you, you're just letting them know this is how it affects me. I'm not telling you you have to stop it, but I just thought you should know this is what it makes me feel. So, what's the name of that app? Moment. Moment. Kind of feels Time like, tracker. Kind of feels like a food journal for social media. Well, download <laughs> you know, the app and test it out. So I might. I Heidi, might. This, they may be our biggest scared. sponsor after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. How no many one likes to admit how many cookies everybody, they ate, Yeah, Everybody, okay, think about it. For so many years, people are like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm not still, you know, losing weight. I'm not making my fitness goals. Until one day, science said, there's a thing called calories in, calories out. If you count your calories, you'll know why you're not making your fitness goals. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to do that because then there's proof right. of I'm really not doing, I'm not working. Well, I've been starving all day, so I thought I dieted. No, that's called you didn't have time to eat. There's a difference between that and dieting and having a healthy lifestyle. So informed consent is something not just that's on, you know, like informational, nutritional labels on uh, food, but when it comes to our cell phone saying, hey, I'll let you know if you're using a cell phone around the dinner table, that makes me feel this way. If you're not doing it, it makes me feel appreciated. And then later on, I'll give you a pass. That's what I call the pass in the green light. Should have finished that statement. Parents, or not parents, but spouses and loved ones e are easily able to give their other loved one the green light and the get out of jail free card to use their phone if the times that they feel most insecure about their spouse or their loved one being on the phone is addressed and it's honored. So if you tell them, hey, around dinner time, that's where it kind of bothers me the most. I'm kind of embarrassed to say I get jealous, but I do get jealous. And if they stop using around dinner time, then after dinner time, you're okay with it because they answered your call to action. Right. Well, that's good advice for all of us, including myself. And um, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Eric, again for the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I was supposed to, I was supposed to call his name as Alejandro. It was the fake name I was supposed to use for your All husband. right, all right. That was... That was not a personal attack, but now I'm taking it as one, so. <laughs> it was a personal endorsement, not a personal attack. Anyway, thanks, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and um, 
as always, we love to hear from you, whether you have a question or even a win. Um, you can always reach us on the DMs. So you can message us at Light the Fight on Instagram or Facebook. You can also just go straight to our website, which is lightthefight.com, and you can submit a question there, and it will find us magically somehow. And you can also go to iTunes and give us a, a rave review and um, click the subscribe button so that you won't miss anything. Um, and, yeah, that's that's all my messages, right? That's Did it. Did I forget anything? No. Nope. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you once again. And until next time, keep helping us to light the fight.